welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey everyone, Amy here. Hope you're all doing super, super great. Hey, I've got a special podcast for us today. Uh, I'm going to share with you an interview that I did with my friend Dougal Meacham. Dougal is a yoga teacher, yoga teacher trainer, and he specializes in, he's a bit of an anatomy geek, love, and uh, also he teaches yin uh, yoga. We have a teacher in common. Dougal and I have known each other for a really long time. In fact, we shared lunch in Singapore. I think it was at a Christina Sell workshop back in, God knows, 2011, maybe 2010. I don't know. We've been friends for yonkers and uh, Dougal also has a podcast. It's called the mortal yogi. So go check that out. And in this conversation, he interviewed me for his podcast, but I have the very good fortune of sharing it with you. And in the interview, I'll be talking about my story and how I came to be doing the work that I'm doing. We'll be reminiscing about the good old days of doing our 300 hour yoga teacher training together. And then towards the end of the interview, Dougal let me ask him some questions. And so I couldn't help myself, but raise the conversation about lineage, about gurus, about sort of what it means to be living in a post-lineage world, particularly in light of uh, what's come out uh, in the the fantastic Matthew Rimsky's book and about the changes in the Ashtanga tradition and the Ashtanga family. And we talk about that as well. So it's a pretty juicy conversation and I really hope you enjoy it. Like I said, make sure that you're following Dougal um, on his podcast and you can also check him out on Instagram. Just uh, look for Dougal Meacham. Before I launch us into the interview, just a reminder that if you are thinking about joining my six-month uh, yoga business training program, which is called Growing Your Yoga Biz, the early bird pricing on that does finish up on the 5th of July. So that means you are uh, you are able to receive a $500 discount on the investment in the program by using the coupon code Biz of Yoga. You can find out all of the information about GYYB, what's included, what people have to say about it, how it works, when it starts, how long it goes for, all of those good things at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga beers. And if you would like to have a Skype call with me to talk about whether or not it's going to be the right program for you, do just reach out. You can send me an email. It's really easy for us to set that up. Uh, No pressure just a good chat. You can email me at amy at amymcdonald.com.au. So here we go, folks. Enjoy a little bit of a longer podcast edition this week, me in conversation with Dougal Meacham about marketing, what it means to be a yoga business owner, and then a bit of a juicy chat about what, well, it's really like a WTF um, now in the current day with everything that's going on in our industry, in our community, and what that means for people. Enjoy. So welcome to uh, the Mortal Yogi podcast, where we talk to normal people in yoga, which is harder than it sounds. (laughs) Um, But you are super interesting. We know each other from, how long have we known each other now? Uh, A really long time. It feels like a really long time. Um, it's not a decade, but it's getting, it's got to be close. getting. Yeah, yeah, it's close. It's getting there. And you have gone from short-haired, barley, uh, a hemp-wearing uh, yoga beauty 
to to one of the most glamorous yogis in uh, yoga, high heels, lip gloss, and everything, um, and super inspiring woman, I have to say. So uh, I could be so inspired by high heels and lip gloss, Dougal. I could have done that much much earlier. <laughs> Obviously, still a little bit to go in our relationship. Um, <laughs> still a couple of secrets. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, because you are you are you. We're here to talk about the business of yoga, and um, I recently did a uh, did a, a surprisingly popular Instagram post where I, which is basically I didn't know being a yoga teacher, I'd have to take so many goddamn photos, market myself so much, hustle blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. I, I love being a yoga teacher. And the response I got was really cool. And then I immediately thought of you and went, well, this is something we should talk about. And uh, here you are. So you are amymcdonald.com. Amymcdonald.com.au. Otherwise you'll end up with a realtor in Texas. Yeah. A what in Texas? A realtor. She's probably great, but unless you're looking to buy a property in <laughs> Dallas, make sure you put the AU on the end. That's important to know. Uh, okay, so you you've gone from um, from from really a very different person to who you are now. Tell us a little bit about your journey because it's it's super amazing. It's it's, it's peel back your ears, listeners. Listen to oh, this. this is good. No pressure. Thanks, Diggle, and thanks for having me on as a guest. This is super super exciting. Who would have thought that you and I would have podcasts when we first met in Singapore almost right? a decade ago? Right. Uh, okay, so I, my yoga cred, I guess, if you like, is um, I, I was totally in Australia. We have this word bogan, which doesn't really translate to redneck, but it has elements of redneck to it, okay. which is what I was growing up. Um, uh, very suburban, you know, uh, mince anything you could make with mince meat was what my mother cooked for dinner, and. Yeah. Um, and and I was a very stressed out little kid. I have a pitta dosha. I am, you know, I, I, stress is my misalignment of choice, it would seem. And I was eight years old and stressed out. And um, and and the doctor said, well, you know, she's your daughter is going to have to go on this pretty intense medication because otherwise she's going to give herself ulcers. That's how stressed she is. And fortunately, at the time, my best friend, uh, her mum was essentially a hippie. Uh, and so she was going to do this thing called yoga. And yeah. My family didn't know what that was. Uh, you know, uh. we're all about Neil Diamond for religion in our house. Uh, but but the my my hippie um, my mum my friend's hippie mother invited me to come along to these yoga classes. And so I started going. And I suspect, looking back, that it was uh, of a Shivananda type of tradition. Mm -hmm. But I did kids yoga as a kid, and. Mm -hmm. And it stuck. And so I continued on. Um, and as so many yoga teachers probably, I, I think there's some, you you would know about this too, Dougal. There seems to be some very common pathways to yoga teaching or, or yoga. And one of them is like I was an athlete and I got injured and yoga was part of my recovery. Yeah. Part, one of them is um, some kind of catastrophic life event. And That's I went one. to yeah. Costa Rica, Bali, whatever, wherever, Ibiza, yeah. wherever I decided. Um, and actually, someone did tell me the other day that one also is uh, I liked looking at women in tight pants, and so I decided to do more. Of that. <laughs> might be my other one, yeah. Less, less common. Mine was that my life blew up, and um, you know I was in the uh, in the in the forest 
to use a yoga analogy, big time, you know, separated, mm -hmm. nowhere to live, living, couch surfing, no job, disaster, scratched all the money together and um, took myself to Thailand to do a 200-hour yoga teacher training. And, and the reason that I did the training was not because I wanted to be a teacher, as is a common thing mm -hmm. in our mm -hmm. community. Um, it was that I hungered for more yoga knowledge. But at the time, at that point in my life, I really had nothing. I my, my ex, we were renovating our, our house and I'd, I'd given her like all of my life savings to do that. So I was penniless. I was self-employed and out of my mind. So I wasn't making any money. But I realized in all of that sort of uh, shadow that I'd never spent any money on myself that I was very generous with other people in my life, but the idea of spending money on myself was abhorrent. You know, I, like you mentioned at the start, I shaved my head for 12 years as an austerity measure, <laughs> like to save money on shampoo. I had it really wow. bad. I was so convinced that um, it was spiritual and righteous to be broke, to struggle, to do it tough, to really labor in adversity. And I, I had money, but I'd never spent anything on myself. So I was at a yoga retreat, first one I'd ever been on. And at the end of the retreat, the teacher handed out these postcards and said, hey, I've got a yoga teacher training coming up in three months. And it was 8,000 US dollars. And I'd never spent anything like that on anything in my, like not even a car at that point had I spent that <laughs> much money. And I, and it, uh, the penny dropped. I, I decided to sign up for that training because I wanted to, challenge myself to actually spend money simply on something that I wanted to do. Mm. And so that was it. So, so the journey to becoming a yoga teacher was really enmeshed in me choosing to think differently about wealth, about artha, about prosperity, and to shift some pretty limiting behaviors and beliefs that I had. And so I did the training um, and I was still working a soul destroying corporate job, teaching yoga after work to sort of save mm. myself, doing all of that. And then I think we'd, it was when we were both doing the our 300 hours in Jakarta mm. that it was really my business grew because of conversations that I had with you and some of our other, you know, buddies in the, at that time and, and, and onwards about how I had all of these skills. I had project management skills from corporate. I'd done mm. tertiary stuff in writing and editing. I had a coaching qualification. And from talking to all of you, I sort of thought, well, hang on a second. There's a space here for business training and my money mindset training that has yoga at its heart. And so why don't I try that on mm. and see how it goes? And so and so I um, kicked the corporate job finally um, and and have been doing this full time as, as my gig as a yoga business coach for I think I'm into my fourth year. And I as I just posted on social media today, I have the best job in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I get to meet amazing people that are really committed to sharing yoga from all over the world and help them. I get to go to as many classes as I can possibly fit into my schedule. I get to read yoga books uh, guilt-free um, and, and generate <laughs> you know, prosperity in a way that feels like I'm pursuing my own dharma and, and helping to make the, the world better in my own little way as I go. So that's my story. Mm -hmm. That's a good, and that's a good story. I remember on our, um, when I first met you, it was, it was still kind of a twinkle in your eye, if you yeah. like. Um, yeah. I remember you took my, um, we had this little project where we had to kind of grade each other's yoga class. And this was one of the best feedbacks I've ever had. 
And I remember you get you write me all this stuff like it was okay, your voice was la 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 la, but you should do a bit of this and a bit of that. And um, but you've got potential. And I remember <laughs> Wasn't I more compassionate than that? How terrible. You were lovely. It was a lovely thing. I actually still got it somewhere. I think in the training notebook, it's still there. Um, and um, I remember thinking at that time, and now, now particularly with the hindsight, looking back and going, holy crap, she's actually really good at looking at people and going, um, and like, you know, getting through all of the, like, uh, past the yoga pants and the yoga bling and all the other stuff. And just going, this person's got this, 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 and this, and they're amazing. You just got to work on this, this, and this, and this, and this. When did so? When did this hit you that um, you know this is a math, the business side of stuff? Because you obviously saw her as an okay yoga teacher, but you when did the business side of stuff? And did you did you kind of begin to think that this is an important part for yoga teachers? Because I have to still I have to still kind of punch myself relatively regularly and say don't forget this you have this is stuff you have to do but you see it as a central part completely i do see it as a central part and there's kind of two threads to why um the first one is that um the first one is that if we come back to why you do the marketing and promotion in the first place is simply because that is the mechanism by which you can invite people to experience yoga with you. Mm. And if we've, if we've, if someone has, if we've heard the blow of the conch, if we know that actually my dharma is to share yoga with people, then we need to have people to share yoga with. And <laughs> and so if we think about the marketing and promotions, less in terms of um, what I might get in the business school and more about how I can be in selfless service. Like how can I share what I know about yoga, whether or not these people ever show up to my class, then mm. it gets to be part of, it gets to be more of an offering. It gets to be something that has integrity rather than I'm going to just, you know, hustle myself and I'm going to, it gets, to, it, it gets to be more like it's saver. It gets to be more about selfless service because I'm going to share stuff on my Instagram or I'm going to offer free things or I'm going to have a live Facebook class and give it with my full heart and be totally unattached to if someone buys something from, from me or not. Like we get the whole Bhagavad Gita situation in there, if you like, about go for it like your hair is on fire and ultimately surrender to the outcome that you get. And so it gets to be about sharing and about, you know, about, conveying the power of yoga and less about the aversion to I don't like sales I don't want to be pushy I don't mm -hmm. who am I to have my photo on the internet I I'm too old to blah, 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 whatever to be Kina McGregor whatever you know it actually gets to be about okay there are people who need what I have I feel called to share it it's my dharma so these are some of the ways that I can invite people into my community to experience what yoga has to offer to kind of get out of the way and become get back more into the energy of being the conduit for yoga rather than the small self who's got to hustle up more people to come to class so you've totally flipped this around from uh from you know uh life coming at you and my god i gotta make money to life coming from you and finding i guess at the heart of that uh, what what does come from you? That's got to be the starting starting point, I guess, somewhere. Totally. And just thinking about 
the, all of your marketing and promotions, whether it's sending people an email or chatting to people when you get your coffee or whatever, doing your social media, just about um, how can I share something that could be in service to someone else? And mm. I know I've had, I'm, I want, this is probably true for you too, Dougal, you know, sometimes it feels like I'm just putting all this stuff out there and I don't know if it's working or not. And then one person will send, will DM me on Insta and say, you know, that thing that you posted yesterday really helped me. Totally. And that's yeah. what it's about. Like if I can help people, people contact me and say, thank you so much for your podcast. They may never buy anything from me. And it doesn't matter. This is one of the ways that I'm in service and there is enough because we live in an abundant universe. It's the you know, at the heart of such it and under, there's more than enough. It's going to mm. come from me anyway. So mm. how can I use my marketing and promotions as a form of being in service and conveying the healing benefits of yoga to the people who want to receive them from me? But the mm. other thing that I think, if we come back to that, at the start of your question about the two threads, the other thread, the reason that I'm such a proponent of the business of yoga is because I believe that starting a business and running a business as a spiritual practitioner gets to be part of your yoga as well. Like if mm. you have to deal with someone who wants a refund and you've already spent the money or someone who <laughs> trolls you on Facebook or, you know, or, or a fight with someone who, at the space that you rent, or, like, or, all of that gets to be grist for the mill of your own personal development. So mm -hmm. I think having a business is like a mm. crash course in personal development. You learn, so I know I am, learning so much about myself using the business as the as the sadhana. Now let's, I think I have to roll you back because I am in yep. a uh, close to what is uh, one of the most socialist nations on the planet. Um, I think maybe only Sweden and uh, uh, Liechtenstein maybe are a little bit more. <laughs> socialist in Scotland. Um, when I, so I came from Hong Kong, which is probably one of the most um, capitalist centers in the world. Like yoga is a business. Sure, no problem. Let's do it. How much does that cost? Uh, to uh, recently, um, I went to a photo shoot. Um, I tried to have a photo shoot at a yoga studio. <laughs> I just emailed them. Hi, you've got a beautiful yoga studio. Um, can I do a photo shoot in there when you're down in your downtime, when you got nobody? The email that came back was, hi, yoga is not a business. Um, you cannot use our studio because that would cheapen its energy. Um, so, so no, yoga is not a business and you may not use our studio. That is, uh, and it's not only in Hong Kong, in, in Scotland, I see this. I see this a lot in Europe in general. Yoga is not a business. How dare you think of it as a business? How that is... I see that a lot and a lot of the what you said is kind of the selfless, self-sacrificing, self-flagellating, self-belittling stuff starts from here. How do we in yoga resolve these two uh, contradictory or seemingly contradictory things? Are they contradictory? Are we are we fooling ourselves as we got confused along the way somewhere? Because this is this is. This is what I see as almost in my yoga teacher trainees. I see this almost as the the starting point for eighty percent of them. It's like I can't I can't see this as a business. I can't I don't have I don't have there's a there's a big contradiction here. How do we get around that? 
I love this stuff. <clears throat> it's a great question. And I think we need to first have compassion for um, wherever people are at, whether they change their mind or not. Um, I mm. know when I did my first 200 hours, uh, the guy who came to talk the business of yoga, he I was so triggered by everything he had to say. I was doing exactly what you said. You mm. know, poverty is is good. I should be a, you know, I, I should renounce the world. I should <laughs> beg with my gourd. You know, I oh, had the whole gourd. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um and I even I mean, this has not been a like an overnight switch. I remember one of our modules in Jakarta. I brought mm. food from home. Like it's Jakarta. I remember that. Expense, not high, but Amy brought food from home to save money. I wasn't kidding about 12 years of saving on shampoo. I had a bad. So I, I have so much compassion for people who are there and I'm not proposing that my way is better, mm. but I do know what it's like to, to have that energy. And I think it does in a way, and I want to talk to you about this later when we switch gears, Dougal, because um, it's really front of mind for me, but I think in a way we need to look a little bit at the, uh, root of the tradition. I think for us, we come from more of a tantric leaning mm -hmm. in our approach to mm -hmm. yoga, yeah. um, and which is for householders. Mm -hmm. And and if we think about what that looks like, there is a phase of householder life that is about arta, that is about wealth accumulation for mm -hmm. you, for your family, for for later to mm -hmm. enable you to go live in the forest and get your mm -hmm. moksha or whatever happens. Um, that's in our tradition. And again, for, for anybody who comes from more of a fullness model, tantric perspective, um, so much of the teaching is about joy, is about abundance, is about bliss, is about like that's the um, mm -hmm. birthright totally. quality. And, totally. the, and the, the, the things that, that come in front of us that, that we, you know, it's the dust on a diamond, that we forget this stuff. And if you think about it more um, if you think about it really pragmatically, there was a role for aesthetics in in historical yoga, not modern postural yoga, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but in old yoga, there was yeah. a role for aesthetics. Um, but there was a society that was set up to support them, and they were withdrawing for the, from the world for a reason. And even if they, and even if you received those teachings at an ashram there was a system in place such that the ashram was financially supported to enable mm -hmm. seekers to come and get the teachings and for mm -hmm. the teachers to be supported. So I think we're, it's superficial to say that, oh, yoga is not a business. I mean, yoga, Vivekananda, for God's sake, needed a sponsor once he got to Chicago. Like, you know, <laughs> Yogananda needed those ladies who hosted him in their front parlor to do talks so mm. that he could do his work. Uh, Yogananda's dad had cash. Yogananda's dad bankrolled him to mm. come to the West. You know, mm. actually, in as far as modern postural yoga goes, there's never been a time when it's like, oh no, no, it's not a business. Mm. It doesn't mean that it's an exploitative business. But ah. there's nothing in our tradition that says business is bad. Actually, one of the four roles of a householder, one of the four stages of life, is to go out and make bank. Do it ah. in accordance to mm. your dharma. Mm. Don't be an asshole. Give, mm. tithe, you know, mm. but but do it. Mm. It's not a crime to take cash, uh, five US dollars or ten US dollars or a hundred US dollars for a yoga for a yoga class. It's no, it's it is a crime to take five US dollars for a yoga class. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was ticking. Ten and up. 
<laughs> but you know, this is the other thing. Yoga has value, right? Mm. Yoga mm. has value. I would be on probably have stomach ulcers. Who knows who I'd be if I didn't go to that first kids yoga class when I was eight, let alone all of the times that yoga has saved me since. Mm. It just means flipping someone off in the car or not. Mm. So pulling me out, like I'm going to drive my car into a tree. I mean, yoga mm. has saved me. That has a value. And and in the sense of even if thinking about polarity and energy exchange, there is a prana exchange required. When you get something, you give something. This mm. is what it is, flowing of energy. So mm. why why wouldn't you charge for that? And if you want to, I don't know, swap lentil lasagna instead of money, fine. But there is a... <laughs> There is an energetic exchange because yoga has value, and I think where we get obscured is we mix up, um, we mix up belief systems that we have in us that we didn't get from yoga. So maybe mm. we got them from our parents, mm. maybe we got them from something else in the New Age movement, or maybe we got them from our own sense of self worth, but we didn't mm. get them from yoga. Mm. Yeah, I think I think our own sense of self worth is overwhelmingly where I. I see that um, the people turning up, you know, with the uh, with the uh, uh, hemp yoga mat and the uh, hand-me-down yoga clothes and um, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they want to go on and teach. Uh, or they, or they're a social worker, something like this, and they want to go on and teach and save the universe. And um, I, in, in another way, you know, I have come from, uh, it was about trauma and fixing myself first. What you're saying is you got to fix yourself first before you can fix other people. That's a huge turning part in the having the confidence to go out there and, and help other people. You got to be able to, you, you've got to fix yourself and have your value of yourself before you can charge value for it, if you like. Um, yeah, well, one of, I, I, I agree with you in part, but I think, yeah. oh, I don't know, I think it might take me a few more incarnations yet to get fixed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. body sucks where I am not. Um, so what I like <laughs> to say to people is like a workaround, because if this is deep, mm. um, a workaround is, I, I, know, I know I used to think, I used to have terrible trouble even kinesthetically like actually receiving money from people after class I had a little money pot mm. and it would be at the other end of the room so that I didn't mm. even have to like come into contact with the money I was that averse to it mm -hmm. but then I started to think about okay well I might not feel like I'm worth it yet but my teacher is and ah. his teacher is mm -hmm. and his teachers are and there mm -hmm. are people behind me that if I'm devaluing myself, I'm devaluing their teachings. So I mm. so it was a workaround for me. Well, I did my own work. Mm -hmm. I knew that what I got from my teacher is worth twenty bucks or whatever. Mm. That, mm -hmm. I, that might help people that just feel that the gap is too wide. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So you you kind of uh, plaster over, fake it till you make it, if you like. Uh, anyway. A little bit. Mm. Yeah, and and do the work alongside it so that you close the gap. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, um, discussions I often have with people who want to want to help people because yoga teachers want to help yes. people, yeah. as you're saying. You you want to help people. I want to help people. I had a great um, 
Uh, I had a teacher training two weeks ago where <laughs> a quarter of the students had knee injuries, had knee surgery. Uh, and um, my teacher training seemed to get people fresh out of surgery these days. <laughs> uh, so they turned up to this teacher training with the four of them had um, knee surgeries. And um, of course, I was like, okay, well, I want I want to help you. And at the end of the training, they come, oh my God, I'm feeling, I'm feeling better. That's, and there's way, and one of them was an Ironman. So he's, he's my age going on 47 this year. He's Ironman and he wants to run Ironman at the end of the year. The beginning of the training, I said, you're crazy. The end of the training, I said, yeah, go for it. You're totally fixed. Off, off you go. And that is more than, you know, the however many dollars I can't even remember he paid for the training. Just that, just that example. Um, the value that we are creating is, 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 is massive every time. And I have one, the other, the, the other people who weren't, um, distance runners with knee surgery, the other woman said, I got one yoga student and she comes all the time, every time to my classes. And every time she, the first class she came to, she couldn't come down the stairs. She's running it in a basement. This now she skips up the stairs and goes, wow, my life's totally different. And I said, well, there you go. There you go. That shows what you're doing. And for me, you know, looking at you, I've worked with you. Um, you give people somehow the, the ability to move from where they've been to feeling that abundance. Is that, was that where you would say you're, you're allowing people, you're permitting people, you're allowing them to get to this, to make this crossing somehow in a safe way is that how you see a lot of what you're doing oh, oh, oh thanks Dougal I would like to think that that happens and you know I, I guess I have yeah, that is feedback that I that I have received from from clients and people in my community and I, I, and I guess maybe well this is like anything you know it wasn't until I really was injured that I could be much more humble about my teaching you know I think mm -hmm. when we I, because I've had that experience and I've you know I've, I've cried for hours after my first photo shoot because of how confronted, I've, you know, I've done so much of the wow. stuff that I see very common with people. Mm. I, I, I really have um, a lot of love and compassion for that journey um, mm. because it, I mean, it still it, it persists. It's not like you, it's not no. shakti but it's, <laughs> no. it's ongoing revelation. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I, I think that, that there's a healing that needs to happen um, because because at the moment it seems like there is quite a broad spectrum with with very commercialized and I don't have a judgment on this at all, but just to to shine a light on it, very commercialized, um, high end business, lots of money being made, mm -hmm. and then there are people who have who are still um, you know can't pay their bills mm. um, and are in situations that are, are toxic or doing damage to themselves, and there's nothing necessarily in the quality of the teaching that differs across that spectrum. No, 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 I, I, I could vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the most beautiful, handsomest uh, rock star yoga teacher. It was an awful class. Uh, <laughs> I was there. I was, I've been at one of those. <laughs> but it was beautiful experience. Um, yeah. It was awful class and I've been to, you know, I've been to a cold windy church in, um, uh, in Aberdeen, 
um, with little old ladies with no heating. It was amazing, but I was freezing my freezing my bones off. Um, so, yeah, totally. Now, so you are um, you are an abundance channeler, if you like. You are an abundance bringer. How do you? How do you? What are the steps that people go from there? You you must you must have a a clear a clear progression path that you see from people. Are there? Is there not? You're shaking your head. Well, in a way, I guess it's like yoga. I mean, you can teach everybody the same sequence, but they're going to have different needs and different sections or different mm -hmm. strengths, different weaknesses. So I don't uh, definitely with my coaching, everybody's unique and that's the beauty of it. So, but there are mm -hmm. some common themes. Mm. Um, and I think um, one of the things that I do think is important is that depending on the school that you came up through, if you came up through a school that has a really classical, um, you know, um, aesthetic kind of like, Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go there, Dougal, because I suspect that your your podcast is okay to be a bit controversial. But if you genuinely sure. came from a school that was like I heart Patanjali, there yeah. is a chance that you may have brought some baggage with you about how it's wrong to charge for yoga mm -hmm. and how it's wrong to be showy and brassy and all of those things, wear the sexy stuff and all that. Mm. Um and so I think one thing that is really important is actually when people start working with me, they, they get to be around other people who share their um, commitment to whether it's yamas, niyamas, dharma, whatever you want to call it, but they want to do a good job as a human. Mm. And they, and they're all, but they're also around people who actually love money, love mm. making it, love giving it away, love spending it, love investing it, love treating themselves well, love modeling that to their students, their kids, their partners. And so mm. you start to see, oh, hang on a second, maybe there are people that I can look to that do believe in prosperity and abundance and being a great human mm. all at the same time. And mm. if you haven't had exposure to that, if mm. you've only seen your teacher who you really look up to but who believes that you should undercharge and that you should give heaps of stuff away and that everything is really difficult, mm. it's hard to know that there's a different way of being. So I suspect part of the work starts when people just surround themselves with uh, Yoga teachers who have a different outlook on wealth creation, business, and sharing the gifts of yoga in a way that's serving for everybody, not just mm. the students. So that's like the, the Shakti part. But the mm. Shiva part is like there are some really simple things that you need to do that you're probably not doing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my first yoga photo shoot, um, which was taken by my, at the time, um, seven-year-old daughter with my, uh, with my, not even iPhone, because iPhones are too expensive back in those days, um, uh, with like my, I think it was a, probably a Tony phone or something from China. I had a, uh, I used to have like a, a, a Tony Ericsson. That's so the Sony Ericsson used to be a phone. I used to have a Tony Ericsson phone, which was uh, it's a fake Sony Ericsson uh, from China. Um, Tony Ericsson. <laughs> so, so my my daughter was taking photos, and um, I wouldn't. I probably should show you these one days, but there's me uh, next to a tree, uh, and most of the time I was actually partially obscured by the tree uh, in the photo shoot. 
And um, I look at them nowadays where it's like so close up. You can see like you can see the the wrinkles on my face and the uh, uh, the food in my teeth and the hairs in my nose. Uh, it's it's brutal. Um, so I, looking back at those, I was petrified of showing myself to the world. So once you've so you've surrounded yourself with people, now what do you, what are the couple of concrete things that people can do, Amy? You you just alleged alleged to it. There are some really easy things. What do you what are the what are the really obvious things that people can do to start getting themselves out there a little bit? All right. So I can't we can't go on without addressing the photo shoot situation. Just very very briefly, if I can take <laughs> a very brief tangent, Fair because enough. this is something that I hear all the time. I'm too lumpy. Too when I lose some weight, I'm too old. I don't have the right clothes. All of that stuff. You know, everyone else on Instagram is like a model and I'm a hag. I can never be on social media. And and so the thing I have to say about that is the reason that people that look like us aren't on social media is because people like us aren't putting their pictures on social media. That's it. <laughs> There's no like social media ban that says, hey, fatty, uh-uh, not you. Like That's just because we're judging ourselves in that way. And in fact, the people who want to come to my classes they don't want to go to Dylan Werner's class. The people who come to my class is going to look at Dylan Werner and think, hell no. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no way. But her with a bit of a mm. tummy. Yeah. All right. I can take that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if we, we got to, even though it's terrifying, people want to connect with their teacher. They want to know the real stuff. Maybe don't, you know, floss first, but mm. showing up as who you actually are. That's what attracts the people that you actually want to teach. Bingo, bingo. Mm. So that that's important. But as far as like mm. other stuff, oh my god, people. Here's some okay. Here's some love. If you're new to me, I apologize. This may be abrasive. One, <laughs> please let people buy stuff from you from the internet. No wow. more like send me a check, pay on the day. Here's my bank details. Stop it. Let people buy things from you on the internet. Two, yes, you need a website. Facebook is not your website. People will presume you're not professional unless you have a website. Three, yes, you need so to use social media. It's not Ruktabija in a new form. It's actually a really <laughs> beautiful, free way that you can be in service to people who might like to come to your class or might, lock, might not. Mm. Share stuff on there from the heart. Be authentic. Mm. You don't have to overshare, but share from the heart, and trust that the right people will be attracted to come work with you. And four, there is a, something very profound about understanding that in choosing to become a yoga teacher, you did choose to become a business owner, and you may need some training on that front. You spent at least 200 hours learning how to teach people how to get in and out of Trikonasana. Why on earth wouldn't you need to take some time to study how to actually run a business? That's mm. there before, right there. There would be four. Now, uh, uh, I guess we'll to go with four because that's okay. that's uh, <laughs> that's the one which so many people say to me, like, um, no, actually, I do a little bit. I, I channel my inner Amy McDonald at the end of our present training, and I do like a mini my impression of you. Um, I actually whip up some of the atrocious websites that you show people um <laughs> with, uh, i've got this one poor lady on the internet who's running a yoga business with no photos of herself mm. and there is a uh, there is a shakti bowl 
sitting there with some incense and um there's then you go on to the uh, uh onto her classes schedule and there's a um a shutterstock uh photo of some people with a pilates ball um but before we get into that stuff so you are you are becoming a business owner but let's what is a business a business is just a vessel for you to get out there and and do your do your thing right is it a, am i oversimplifying it i don't think so but it deserves respect and it gets to be a part of your sadhana like really bring it mm-hmm. in stop having it out there as this thing that needs doing and bring it into your practice it mm-hmm. has to be part of how you show up and serve and be a good human mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And and uh, I tell my students this quite regularly, like uh, Trikonasana these days doesn't bring me out in sweat. What brings me out in, they say, well, Dougal, what does bring you out in sweat? I've got the longest hamstrings in Scotland. Um, so they say, well, Dougal, what does bring you out in sweat? And I say, well, what brings me out in sweat is my accounts. Like you tell me how much money I've made this month. I'm like, my palms get clammy my armpits get get sweaty um i start worrying and that but that is exactly how i used to look at trikonasana like trikonasana i go oh uh, ah that's gonna hurt that's gonna hurt i don't like that but now you know my accounts are the same same as trikonasana i don't have the longest um the longest uh, uh, longest in counts in scotland (laughs) (laughs) not yet uh but I don't, I don't come out in a cold sweat in them anymore. So you're absolutely right. It's just yeah. the same stuff as yeah. we, as we did back yeah. on the other hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. And, um, so you, so we, so you're totally reframing this whole thing. And, um, that's, you know, that's no mean, that's no mean feat because, um, I've seen people, uh, go from, go from crazy, unkempt, unloved to almost yoga superstardom. Some, some of your, some of your beautiful cases, you just put up Sarah, who both of us know, uh, the other day out. And I, I literally went, Oh my God. <laughs> she was probably at that training that we did in Singapore. She when was. we first met each she other. Was. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 She's now, a, look at her go. I mean, amazing, amazing. Yeah. She's how she's she's older than me. Not that that should be any difference, but she's she started from scratch. She's just moved to UK um, two years ago, a year and a half ago. About a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is this is all stuff which can happen. Now tell us um, a little bit. So how does working with Amy McDonald work? Because uh, whether people work with you or not, as you said earlier, not necessarily, they might not necessarily jump into your whole thing. But what what do you do with people? Sure. Well, um, so you can uh, definitely, if you want to get a better sense of me and learn a bit more of my stuff, you can listen to my podcast, which is called Abundant Yoga Teachers, and it's not on Stitcher. You have to go to Apple Podcasts and other things, what's, but go find what's, it. What's Stitcher? See, ha, what's it? So abundant yoga teacher, get on that. Um, and then um, the other key way, I guess, is I have a six-month business yoga business training program. Uh, it's called Grow Your Yoga Biz, and um, and it's where I t- go through the teachings over eight modules um, to get people like Sarah from I'm scared of technology, I don't know what to do, I love yoga, mm-hmm. but I'm 
I have aversion to business, um, I have self-doubt, through, I don't know how to write and all this, get you from that place, being a hobbyist, to actually being a business owner um, and learning the fundamentals and overcoming those limiting beliefs that, that not only are they keeping you stuck, but they're preventing the people who need what only you have from getting it. Like mm. there is for everyone who's listening that's teaching yoga and has got like four and a half people coming on a Wednesday night. There are more people in your town who need what you have. They just don't know that you're there or that you're warm and friendly or that they're going to be safe and okay and not judged coming to you. So it's, mm. it's not just that we're getting in our own way. We're preventing people from getting the gift of yoga if we're hiding and playing small. So that program is essentially gets people from, from yoga teaching hobbyist to abundant yoga business owner over six months. You can check it out uh, on my website, which is amymcdonald.com.au. A-U. Unless you want Dallas real estate, then. Wow, uh, that, that'll be after we've become abundant, we'll be into Dallas real estate. <laughs> you in my house in Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And um, and give give us a couple of, so give us a couple, you don't have to share their names, but have you got a, a, some really cinderella stories that you can share? You know, you got I've a, got so one? many of them. Um, and I just want to be really clear on this because I'm a coach and I work in the business coaching industry. Mm. Um, you know, it's like yoga. I'm never going to be able to sit in Padmasana, even though you could tell me how you've got all of your students into Padmasana, it's never going to work for my hips. Mm. That's just the way that I, so, you know, I, I've got so many beautiful stories to share to inspire people and no one's journey is going to be the same. Mm. But, I mean, a great example, I um, I have a client in, uh, he teaches, just only teaches yoga for men, and he was telling me that um, he, he was a quite successful finance guy and quit that in his mid-50s and decided yoga was the thing, went to Rishikesh, became back a yoga teacher, Rishikesh. and we started yeah. working together. He, was, he wasn't sure if he wanted to hire me. He was talking to some other guy who had the, like, make money fast and take a photo with your Lamborghini kind of thing going on. But luckily, <laughs> he chose me. And um, he'd just started teaching. He's been teaching for about a year. And he said to me on our call this week that last week was his highest earning week and he made $1,200 in the week. And that, that he made. That's Aussie dollars. That's Aussie. And that okay. he, um, and that he had um, just been approached. He's, he's been approached by a government agency that's going to pay him $1,000 to teach two yoga classes. <laughs> Holy um, pants. For Men's Health Week. He's just been on national TV about yoga for men and Men's Health Week and on a, on a local radio station. And and he's just got back from um, studying with one of our teachers, uh, Dougal, and he's, like, loving his life. He never thought – he says to me often, I never actually thought – I know you told me that we could do this, but I never actually thought it was possible. And, and he, the confidence that he's got as a teacher and the way that he really owns what he's doing now – that's what lights me up. Like he's clear that these blokes are my people, mm. you know, older men that are, that have got sore backs and all the rest of it. And, you know, they're who he wants to teach and that, and he's pursuing it. And it's. Holy it's Ganesha. Working. There's a few old men with bad backs, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. In the country, country Aussies is what he's going for and it's working. It's, he loves it. Do, do you actually say Australia? Do you actually say that? A lot so of that, people say Australia. A lot of people. Yeah. Without the Oz. I had, this is one of the top questions I wanted to have for this podcast yeah. is to ask yeah. you how to say Australia properly. Is that right? Oh, you mean like real Australia? If you're actually yeah. from fucking Australia, you just say Australia. 
That's what I've been told. Thanks yeah. for confirming that. No one acts, no, yeah, no, don't say that. There's a hashtag. You'll, you know, you'll see some interesting things if you use that hashtag. <laughs> we're getting crazy. So we're getting to the time in the podcast where you and I uh, talk yoga. We don't talk oh about Oh my God, uh, I'm so anymore. excited about this. So what's hot in, what are the top things in yoga land on the mat, which are, which are, which you're enjoying these days? Well, actually, this is not an on the mat thing, but I'm wondering if we could talk about it anyway. I'm kind of, I'm really lit up at the moment, Dougal, about this idea of like post lineage yoga. A couple of mm. weeks ago, I read, read the Remsky book about Patabi Joyce mm. and, um, and just sort of unpacking all of that. Um, we had a yoga ashram here in Australia. We had a Royal Commission for Institutional Sexual Abuse of Children finished up mm -hmm. last year. Yoga mm -hmm. ashram came up in that. Um, and people are starting to talk about post-lineage yoga. But there's something in me that feels really conflicted and sad about that. Mm. Just kind of, mm. I'm interested to know how that's coming up in your networks and how you're sitting with that and what it means. Ooh, oh, let's 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 talk about Sorry. something light, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Holy Christ! Yeah, I mean, I think um, I mean both of my main teachers, uh, one of who you, you and I both share, Noah Maze, but also my other um, teacher, Paul Grilly, Both of them would argue greatly that the the guru model is broken. I think both of them say uh, that in different ways. Um, you know, with all the scandals and sex and drugs and child abuse and blah, 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 and me too. Um, there's no way that we can, we can pull back from disassociating with all that ickiness and yuckiness. Um, but on the other hand, we've got from, from, you know, running around in loincloths, um, in India to now what is a massive, system and just of what you've said you know yoga is not um in our discussion today yoga is not is not a it's not an a to b trajectory where you just follow the steps um you need people with all of their baggage with all their good their bad their warts and all you need these people to be involved taking us um on this journey and the i mean you just talk you just walk in walk into any other thing in life from uh, uh from hair and beauty in one of the studios i work in italy there's the one of italy's largest uh hair salon training studios <laughs> it's so funny so we're all we'll go in there in our in our lulu and our sweaty betty etc with our mats and then there's rows of girls just um shampooing mannequins <laughs> 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 and there's a woman wandering up and down with what looks like, you know, a big bamboo whip going, no, 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 you're not shampooing. You have to go more, you know, <laughs> anti-clockwise. Uh, and, you know, humans involved. And she's going, she's throwing a wobbly. And the student's going, um, so, I, you know, my point is that humans are involved. I think the... Mm -hmm. The, 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 and the system is beautiful. I love almost, you know, I, I want to run up to Noah and kiss him and I want to run, Paul will never let me run up to him and kiss him. Um, but I, I want to, these people have helped me in more than just, you know, 
you know, zeros, ones ways. Um, this is always going to be a messy system. How we get from there to, to, to how do we improve the guru system? I'm, I'm not sure. What thoughts then, do you have? Well, so this is the thing I get like the guru thing. Okay. Um, and, you know, I'm a gr bit of a Krishnadas uh, groupie and the way he talks about his guru, I have the pining for the, like, but mm. putting that aside, I was, I had lunch with a, a friend who's an Ashtangi the other week and uh, hardcore, you know, my saw every day, like into it. And, and she was kind of a bit sort of lost and bereft. What do I do now? Because it's not, mm -hmm. okay, you take the, take the man out of the situation, mm -hmm. but it's the, t what do we, how do we then, do we need to re-interrogate the teachings? Like, I think it was Remsky, and I, I apologize if it wasn't, who was very briefly in his fantastic book was talking about Mr. Iyengar, Light on Yoga. It's my call go-to text. It's like broken yeah. into three parts. I've used it so much. That's what I teach. And he was mm. making the point that Mr. Iyengar never had any medical training. How the mm. hell does he know about the thyroid and the pituitary gland and what's good mm. for what? Um, mm. And yet we've taken that on and people will say blood pressure this and da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And I was at a, a yenga class the other day and I'd let it slip that I was on the first day of my cycle and I could tell she was coming over to tell me to go do something <laughs> else. And I live in the country. Getting to that class was like two hours in the car. I was not missing out. And then I thought, oh, hang on, is that even a thing or is that the fact that Mr. Iyengar was mm. in the Brahmin situation and women are dirty and you shouldn't be here now? Like mm. I don't even – so it's not so much even just like the – human part it's about what have we presumed because of the pedestals that we've put those teachers on what have we presumed about the integrity and the truthfulness of the teachings and do we need to look at them again so maybe maybe we just you know the other part of me so i love i'm into um i'm into the the icky gooey romance of yoga with all of its weirdness and like don't yeah. do headstand because you know your menstrual blood's gonna run through your hair um <laughs> that's what it is i could never get my head around why it's a great blusher um uh, but you know uh and i just put that on uh there's just been a new york times ad article about about this um about not doing inversions and uh again on facebook i, I just innocently put that up there and then woof um uh lots of discussion but maybe it's just maybe we just treat it like it's like science like back in the day yes, we thought yes, if yes. you chucked an apple it would roll and then go off the edge of the planet and but now we know that that's not the case um Iyengar knew stuff he moved the ball forward now we the ball's in our hands and we can go yeah he knew stuff but we know stuff that he didn't and we can move this forward um the other half of me goes, that's the way. That's the way. Yes, because there's some there's nostalgia there, don't you think? For I love my teachers. I would never have got into handstand and pinchamayarasana and extract blah 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 asana if it wasn't for them. But there's stuff that they said which makes me go, eh? what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Are you sure? And then when you check, like, you never did science. Well, where did that come up from? Well, I did do science, or I've read a couple of books, or I spent time with scientists, and actually I know that's okay. Well, you were wrong. But that's that's fine. Mm. Um, we don't we don't throw Einstein out with the bathwater when uh, when we realize some of – we just say he knew stuff, but some stuff he didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Because I, I see what you mean. I mean, you don't want to, I don't want to have to take down the posters of my teachers and, uh, and stop loving them because they said something wrong about my hamstrings or, you know, yeah. not where I should put my knee. What do you think of that? Does that, does that make it a little bit more workable? I think so. You know, um, over the weekend, I rewatched Carmageddon. The Carmageddon? Film. Yeah, you know, the film about Bhagwan Das? No. Oh, my God, dude. I'm coming over right now. I'm going to book a ticket. I'm coming to your place. We're going to watch it. Carmageddon. Yeah, it's a documentary about Bhagwan Das. Anyway, and I watch it because it throws me into this state of, like, it's like it's being in the Tillay Forest. Like, you, it's so murky. And what Mm. is the, and I think maybe that's sort of one of the things that's at the heart of yoga. It is, like you said, it's the murkiness and the what do I make of this for myself, of of all Mm. of the confusion. Hmm. Well, I, I, I guess it's like growing up, like I got two teenage kids. Um, uh, they, and I remember, you know, eventually realizing somewhere in my mid forties that actually I am running the world now in my own little way. I'm running my own little community. Um, and to take responsibility for that. And in a way you and I have kind of left the, uh, left the, uh, till I forest behind and we're out, you know, in Ayodhya now, um, with our, Shiny yoga pants, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I think I have a day pass. <laughs> at least a little, at least a little bit. Um, you know, you do what you can for your communities and try and and try and keep keep the model going. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Um. So we are reaching the end of our time, Miss uh, Amy McDonald. That's, it's been my honor. You have, you have been someone who's, who's affected my yoga journey big time. Um, it's, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I, this is an audio, uh, podcast, but your teeth are so white. They're screaming through the screen. Your I just, you know, I've just turned up the brightness on my monitor. It's, it's not Shakti. It's just my monitor. <laughs> uh, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Absolutely um, mutual. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. Be well and uh, Australia. No, I said I put the Oz on the front. Australia. Yeah, there's no L. No L. There's no L. No, okay, can you show me a bit? Australia. Australia. Ah. Hey. Australia. Good night. We love you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. 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 Yeah, there you have it. Fabulous. You can tell we're friends, right? <laughs> Dugan and I have hung out all over town. Uh, we've done training together in Singapore and in Jakarta and in Berlin, and we've run workshops together in Dublin and Edinburgh, and uh, he's a truly great guy. So do make sure that you check out his podcast. And if you can, go to some of his trainings. He teaches in Gosamui and Italy and all sorts of fun places. Super, super cool guy, uh, super nerdy, uh, which I love. I remember one of my one of my favorite, I think probably times in my life was doing the, um, 300 hour teacher training with Dougal. And, um, you know, it was long days, you know, in Jakarta, it, it takes a long time to go anywhere, you know, two, two kilometers in a taxi takes you an hour. And so the days got really long. The, the trainings were sort of 12 hours. And then of course, Noah would always set us homework. And so we would get the taxi back to the, the supermarket Carrefour or whatever it's called and buy sort of food to eat. And then we'd all go back to our hotel and sit in the little, little meeting room and eat the food out of the, like whatever, <laughs> just sit there and eat and, um, sort of try and do the homework and sort of be in a, 
you know, complete overwhelm, but also just in love with all of it. So, so fun. I think, um, I forget the name of the writer. I apologize. Someone DM me and let me know, but you know, the book hell bent about, uh, the Bikram tradition and what those big intensives were like. It felt a bit like that. Like you're just cramming nutrition into your body and then falling asleep and then getting up and doing it all again. And it was awesome. So I got to do that with Dougal, which was super fun. I hope you enjoyed that interview a little bit maybe about me that you didn't know. It was nice to be the interviewee rather than the interviewer, I must say. So before I finish up, just a reminder again that if you are joining the Growing Your Yoga Business program for the remaining half of 2019, and I truly hope that you are, uh, if this year is the year that you make the difference, the shift, the transition from being a yoga teaching hobbyist to an abundant yoga business owner, then do make sure that you sign up before the 5th of July so that I can give you that 500 bucks off. Who wouldn't want that? Jai, uh, you can find all the info at uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga beers. If you have any questions about it, just reach out to me. I've had a bunch of conversations with people who are interested and just not sure. And um, as I was saying to Veronica that I was talking to this week, um, I have no attachment to if you buy the program or not. I just like getting to know you all and having really good conversations and learning more about what it is that you're doing in your business and what your hopes and dreams are to share more yoga with the people who need it. So email me at amy at amymcdonald.com.au. And as always, if there is a podcast topic that would light you up, that you would like some training on, if there is something that I can support you with, do let me know. I'm always on the hunt for topics that are going to be in the most service to my listeners. So uh, ping me somewhere, let me know. And finally, I would love, love, love it. If you have enjoyed this podcast or if you find these podcasts beneficial, I would just be so grateful if you could leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. A five-star review would really make a difference to me and my business and what my hopes and dreams are for the Abundant Yoga Teacher Movement. So thanks in advance. I'd love it if we could bump up the numbers of reviews and ratings on my podcast. It would be so helpful if you could do that for me. Until next time, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Feeling inspired, ready to grow your own yoga business? If you're ready to share your yoga with the people who really need what you have to offer, growing your yoga business with more ease, flow, abundance, and support, check out my six-month yoga business training program, Growing Your Yoga Biz, at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. Use coupon code bizofyoga when you check out for $500 off. Enrollments are open right now. Namaste. Namaste.